service, as well as adding useful management reports for your business. Call or visit Harker Mellinger at 1811 South Sheridan Avenue in Sheridan. And remember, the initial consultation is always free. Kick off the holiday season with Sheridan's 27th Annual Christmas Stroll, Friday, November 25th. We'll stroll all day from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Main Street and Grinnell will close from 4 to 8 for evening festivities. Visit Santa at the Y.O. Theater from 11 to 1 and 4.30 to 7.30. Look for matching button numbers and get caught shopping all day. For details, visit SheridanWyomingChamber.org. Christmas Stroll is brought to you by Visionary Broadband, Bank of the West, Century 21 BHK Realty, Sheridan Motor, and Wyo Theater. Are you financially prepared for retirement? In today's economy, it's important to take charge of your retirement planning. The good news is you don't have to do it alone. Whether you still have many years to save, are nearing retirement, or are already retired, I can help you. Hello, I'm Jim and Chosby at Stiefel Investments in Sheridan, Wyoming. I can offer you innovative strategies tailored to your unique situation. Call me at Stiefel today at 307-672-3434. Stiefel Investments, member SIPC and NYSE. What would Christmas be without tradition, without the comfort of home, the joy of family, and the smiles of children? Sheridan Media welcomes you to open your heart this year during the 25th annual Christmas Wish Campaign. Due to temporary circumstances beyond their control, some families, friends, and neighbors will struggle to make ends meet, let alone have a Merry Christmas. It is tradition for the Christmas Wish Campaign to bring the spirit of the holidays to those individuals. In the past, we have assisted several people with everything from bills and food to clothing, Christmas trees, and toys for children. Please send your Christmas Wish nominations and donations to P.O. Box 5086 Sheridan or submit them online at SheridanMedia.com as soon as possible. All wishes must be submitted in writing and must include your name and phone number. There are follow-up questions our committee will need to have answered to properly assess each wish. Wishes must be received by Friday, November 25th. Partners for this year's Christmas Wish Campaign are Atlas Chiropractic, First Federal Bank and Trust, Heartland Kubota, Advanced Auto Body, A-Line Roofing and Exteriors, Wyoming Corporate Office, and Odell Construction. Wyoming Corporate Office is the trusted business choice behind thousands of businesses. Whether it's business formation, payroll, corporate paperwork, mail scanning service, or small business phone service, Wyoming Corporate Office powers over 100,000 businesses worldwide and locally. This makes Wyoming Corporate Office is the state's largest business-to-business service provider located right here in Sheridan, Wyoming. If you're drowning in corporate paperwork looking for someone with an unmatched experience that cares and wants to be your partner in making your business successful, trust that Wyoming Corporate Office can help you focus on what makes your business tick. Learn more today by visiting wyomingcorporateoffice.com. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whiting. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. I am Floyd Whiting. Now, this morning, I am in Buffalo. As the roads are closed to excessive blowing snow, YDOT is doing what they can. But they report it has been a little difficult to keep up with some of the accidents that are out there. Now, uh, this morning by phone, I am also joined by Sheridan County Commissioners, Christy Haswell and Tom Ringley. You guys are at the courthouse. Good morning, Commissioners. Good morning, Floyd. Morning, Floyd. There's, there's a bit of a delay. It's good to hear you. Uh, it's, it's been a while since I got to speak with both of you. I'll start with Commissioner Haswell. Ma'am, how have you been? Great. Go Sheridan Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Commissioner. Say again. Good sports last weekend. All around. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, Commissioner Ringley, how have you been? I've been just fine, Floyd. Staying right warm out there. there. I'm upright and taking nourishment, so all is well. <laughs> <laughs> Can't ask for much more, huh? Right. Well, uh, how- We'll we'll get to something that's quite topical this morning. How is uh, snow removal throughout the county going? Well, um, pretty well. You know, we're just at the beginning of our our winter season. Um, we are. We wanted to let folks know that we are one short, one part-time snowplow driver, but hope to fill that position soon. Um, we do have all the the roads covered now. Um, with the price of fuel being up, as I'm sure everyone can appreciate, um, our, our general rule of thumb is, is to wait till it's four inches before we go out um, or going out later if we think the storm's going to be ending soon. Um, we just want to remind folks that, um, you know, please slow down and watch for the county, county plows, and please don't push your driveway snow onto the county road. Oh, I can only imagine uh, the situation that would create. Yeah, I mean, if there's, um, no, it's, it's a lot coming off those driveways. Yeah, my father actually used to make uh, a very large snow hill for us every year. That that was the highlight of my youth. Yep, yep. Now, are applications still being taken for that position, or have applications come in and you're just reviewing and vetting them now? It looks, uh, they hope to fill the uh, position pretty quickly. Um, you know, they're in the process right now, but they think they're going to get it okay. filled pretty soon. So we'll be back to normal strength. Boy, that's got to be, you know, one of the toughest jobs in the county, really. Waking up early in the morning and heading out there and getting that snow off those roads. It is. There's a lot of stress involved with that, but we've got a really good crew. They're all pretty calm, and they know their business. So we'll have to get whoever the new guy is going to be trained up. But, uh, yeah, they they do a great job all year round, not only with snow removal, but uh, just road work in general. So we're pretty proud of them. Absolutely. And, uh, you, you know, like I said, it's, it's probably one of the most stressful jobs that's uh, within the county because I can only imagine having to wake up with the hours that they've got to operate on. And you never know when the heck it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and kind of in the, the vein of winter work, um, we did want to let folks know that um, sometime this winter we will be doing some tree removal along McCormick Road. We've got some large cottonwoods that are in the right-of-way that have lived their lifespan. Um, they're, they're too big for our crew to remove, so we do have Llewellyn um, Tree Service coming in to, to take those down. We, we might have to temporarily close the road for some of that work, but we'll issue an, a media release before that happens. But just wanted to give folks uh, the heads up. Okay, fantastic. As soon as that comes in, we'll make sure to get that up online and get as many people uh, made aware of the situation as possible. 
Now, the elections are over for the year. Commissioner Haswell, the state canvassing board met yesterday, correct? Correct. And uh, how did elections go here in Sheridan County? Really, really well. So our um, our local canvassing board um, finished up um, their certification last week and then sent those results on to the state um, for, for their um certification yesterday and uh, just just of interest um i think folks were are aware the mayor's race in ranchester came out to a difference of one vote so those votes then had to be hand counted and and we ended up with the exact same results of the, uh, as the machines so i think i think that says a lot about the accuracy of of our voting in sheridan county and just the great work that Shank thompson and brenda kekich and their team and our volunteers it's they just continue to do a great job. Oh, yes, absolutely. You know, the late night in that office during election season, I can only imagine the amount of coffee that's being used. Yeah. <laughs> now, for those who, who may not keep up, have there been changes up at the commission? There, uh, there is a change. Well, our, t- our two incumbents, Christy and Nick Siddle, were reelected handily. And Terry Cram, who's been on the commission for it, will be 18 years, I think, when he finishes up next month. Uh, he's being replaced wow. by our current sheriff, uh, Alan Thompson. Alan Thompson is going to be a county commissioner. So we're looking forward That's to having That's fantastic. Right. The, uh, you know, 18 years on the commission, that's a heck of a career. It is the... Uh, Longest-serving commissioner other than Walt Peters, who was on a commission for 30 years. But that <laughs> when you get at something, right? <laughs> he was. He was. Uh, Walt Peters was a sheep rancher out in Wyarno. Um, but anyway, he, he, he his, the 30 years was kind of divided in half. I think he served several terms, and then he set a term out, and then he, I guess he just missed it so much he got back on and served another <laughs> 14 or something like that. So th- things are a little different in those days. But anyway, he's, he holds the record, but Terry's Terry's in there with a close second. Uh, Sheriff Thompson has a pretty good grasp on the workings of the commission, but is there a practice to get new commissioners up to speed once they're elected? There is. Uh, we'll be going down to the uh, legislative session in January, and they have a new commissioner's orientation uh, that they put on, and Alan will be attending that. But also, uh, we've given some stuff here. There's a county commissioner's handbook that's put out every year, and I've given Alan that. So he's doing his homework and studying, and he's been uh, attending commission meetings as a sheriff, but now as a commissioner-elect, so we're feeding him all the information we can to help get him up to speed. I have no doubt there will not be too sharp of a learning curve once he's had his first meeting and has to make his first vote. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about Tom, but I'm, I'm still learning things every day. Oh, hey, I'm still learning. <laughs> just, you know, I think that amazes, might be... It amazes me how much I've forgotten, right? You have to relearn it. <laughs> Terrible. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, and and I think that's one of the draws to the to some positions. Um, you know, is like a continued education. One reason why I really enjoy this job is it's a little bit different every day. I mean, the processes are all pretty much the same, but I get to talk to different people. I get to talk to a lot of great people in the community who are doing fantastic things, and so it's a little different every day. Well, it is, and, you know, we talk about, I think some people have the impression that, you know, one decision you make on a, some kind of land use issue, like a, a subdivision, for instance, that, you know, they will all follow the same pattern. Well, they don't, because everyone is different. So mm-hmm. sometimes it may look like we're inconsistent, but we're dealing with different situations and facts on everyone, and that's what keeps it interesting. Yeah, I mean, as I said, processes may remain the same. Uh, practices may remain the same. But each individual that presents a problem, it's a different person with a different problem. And so you always get that continuing challenge that comes before you. And one of those challenges here within Sheridan County, uh, mental health. Can you tell me about the hospital's efforts? to combat mental health issues here within the county and how the commission is supporting those. Uh, well, I'll, I'll start out if Chrissy doesn't mind it and Chrissy can chime in. Um, some time ago, Johnson County and Sheridan County got together. We had a Buffalo and, and Mike uh, McCafferty laid out what he wanted to do for a crisis stabilization unit at Sheridan Memorial Hospital, and uh, everybody mm-hmm. bought in. And uh, so the process has evolved. We're talking, we think, about a $12 million project. And um, just yesterday, uh, Mike McCafferty was down in Cheyenne, and SLIB awarded Sheridan Memorial Hospital $5.9 million, which is a major funding piece. There's still some more pieces that have to be put together, but... Uh, you know, so far we're being successful, and I think uh, I think we may have a winner here. I think it may happen, but it's a long, involved process and uh, a lot of moving parts. But uh, my hat's off to Mike McCafferty and the hospital folks for they're kind of carrying the water on this, and we support them every way we possibly can. Yeah, and Floyd. Now, will they? Was, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I, I would just add, yeah, we're, we're really appreciating the, the initiative um, that Mike and the hospital board is taking on this. Um, you know, the state is, is trying to get um, organized around their health and human services projects, but once they open up the capital construction funding, the county intends to apply for SLIB funding to help support their project. And when it comes to that SLIB funding, are they able to levy that money uh, to uh, against more grants as a match? You know, I'm not sure, Floyd, on other opportunities they're looking at to fill the grant. Um, sometimes you can match those state and federal dollars. I'm, I'm not sure... Um, I'm sure they will wherever they can possible, but I don't know the other places they're looking for funding. Well, right now they're dealing with, with, with ARPA. The, the next round is uh, ARPA capital construction money, American Rescue Plan money, and, and the one we've just, the, the award we've just got was from another pot. 
So there's several parts. I don't believe that SLIB leverages money to get more. I just, I just don't know the answer to that, but I'm, I'm pretty certain they don't. They get it, and they disperse it. Mm-hmm. Now, when we talk about this crisis center, how is it explained to the commission what this center will do for the community? Well, we've been aware for a long time of what the problem is. You know, the, the, the problem is that uh, they get a lot of cases every year of mental health. Some of them are more critical than others. So just for instance, you get a person that comes who's almost out of control and has serious problems, goes to the emergency department, and they don't have people who train psychiatry. So the idea is to get them into this crisis stabilization center quickly before they get any worse and get them stabilized, just like it sounds. And uh, uh, that's, a, that's a critical component of the you know, continuum of treating mental health. So it's, it's kind of getting ahead of it and nipping it in the bud and getting them calmed down and getting them the right treatment and help before it reaches crisis proportions. That's about as simple as I can put it. Christy, may Yeah, and, 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 and I think it's a fantastic idea. Uh, Commissioner Haswell, anything to add? You know, just in terms of specifics, and Mike can obviously talk about the details, but um, it's going to include, well, it's renovation of current hospital space, and it's going to include uh, psychiatric urgent care, crisis stabilization, inpatient psychiatric beds, therapy space, and enhanced partnerships for outpatient care and clinical infrastructure. So it's about 10,000 square feet. Um, and they're going to be putting in eight inpatient psychiatric beds. Oh wow, wow! So this isn't just this isn't just one or two rooms. No, it's it's a this, wing. This is, this is, it's going to be located. Wow, in this, wow! It's in what we used to call the new patient wing. But if you st if you go on Fifth Street and look at the hospital, it's on the west end of the building where this this unit will be. And let me say something else. You know, there's a lot of talk going on in this state about this problem. Um, but, you know, Sheridan County, we're just stepping up to try and deal with it on a regional basis. So we're trying to make something happen uh, rather than just talk about it. So my hat's off to the people who are making this go, like Mike and the hospital board and everybody else involved. Absolutely. And, and I've had the pleasure of working with them quite a bit due to COVID. And uh, I'm, I'm happy to say, you know, this is in the best hands that I can think of. They're some of the finest, most professional individuals that I've ever had the pleasure to work with. And we're going to have more with the Sheridan County Commission. Stay with us. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM, Sheridan. Moss Holders Design Center knows one mattress does not fit everyone. That's why Moss Holders carries 21 different Serta mattresses. From super soft to incredibly firm, it's important you find the mattress that best fits your body and your sleep style. 
Moss Holders offers eye comfort and eye comfort hybrids, which conform to your body with high-quality memory foam, but don't sleep hot. Serta's Perfect Sleepers provide amazing support without breaking the budget. Moss Holders is also your source for new sheets, pillows, and adjustable bases. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. Hi, this is JT. And Elizabeth Kraft. This month and always, we are especially thankful for our business and the opportunity we have each day to reconnect people to the world around them through the gift of hearing while providing food, shelter, and stability for our family. We are also thankful for our very supportive communities in northern Wyoming. Without our loyal customers and the new friends that join EBA Hearing and Sound each day, we would not be where we are today. We appreciate all of you more than you know. Happy Thanksgiving from the EBA Hearing and Sound family on Coffeen Avenue next to Sherwin-Williams in Sheridan. It's fall. Hi, Kurt Smith here for the Sheridan Commercial Company. You can't go wrong when you turn to the Sheridan Commercial Company for helpful supplies for fall projects like weather stripping, caulking, insulating, and heat taping, finishing up any exterior painting and staining projects. Make sure to check all your smoke detectors and carbon monoxide detectors, as well as checking your fire extinguishers. We're your locally owned hardware store and have been since 1892. The Sheridan Commercial Company at 303 Broadway, open seven days days a week. Back in the year 1621, Squanto was invited to dinner and everyone there decided to call it Thanksgiving. And pow, just like that, it went viral. Well, if Squanto was around today, he'd get his thankful self to the health nut for Beeler hams, organic natural turkeys, and organic sweet potatoes. And while there, he'd remember not to forget to reserve his health nut thankful homemade pies and a gluten-free one for Miles Standish. The Health Nut in Sheridan's 5th Street Mall. Happy Thanksgiving. It's Thursday, and that means it's time for Hot Buys over on SheridanMedia.com. You can find items from tons of local retailers, all starting at half off of retail value. This week, we have items from The Gym Aesthetics in Sheridan, Bighorn Mountain Chiropractic, Letterbook Car Wash, and EBA Hearing. You can find those items from those vendors and a bunch more, all starting at half off of retail value. Bidding is easy. Just go to SheridanMedia.com, find the items you're looking for, and place your bids. Hurry, though. Bidding ends tonight at 8 p.m. Hi, I am Chloe with the Sheridan Swim Team inviting you to our Arts and Craft Bazaar Saturday, November 19th from 9 to 4 at the Sheridan County Fairgrounds Exhibit Hall. Shop over 80 tables of handcraft items and big sale goodies, including homemade pies. There are door prizes and lunch will also be served by the swim team. Please join us Saturday, November 19th for the swim team's annual Arts and Crafts Bazaar at the Fairgrounds Exhibit Hall. We hope to see you there. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. I'm Floyd Whiting. This morning, by phone, I am joined by Sheridan County Commissioners Christy Haswell and Tom Ringley. We've been talking about the elections and some issues of mental health within Sheridan County. Now, I believe it was last year that a very large study was done to give us a starting point concerning housing here in Sheridan. Commissioners, can you tell me how we came to the development of the Housing Land Trust? Yeah, Floyd, um, well, as you mentioned, we, we finished the study about a year ago. Um, we continue to hear from the community what an issue this is and has been and, and you know, looking for some from action from leaders and, at the county and the city. Um, so this month... Um, the county and the city and Habitat for Humanity is a seven-member Sheridan County Attainable Housing Council. 
Um, the city and the county are each putting in 1.5 million of ARPA funds for a total of 3 million. Um, to hope that, that that can be used for, for good out there to, to develop some attainable and workforce housing. It, it, you know, it could be single family homes, it could be apartments. There's, there's a lot of ways to do it. Um, we'll, we'll be first um, coming up with that council. Uh, the uh, city and the county will be approving those members and then it'll be up to them to look at projects and, and decide what they want to move forward with. <laughs> Now, ma'am, are, are, is this council going to be made up of individuals uh, within some of these organizations, such as the commission, the city council, Habitat for Humanity, or is there going to be a way that people within the community itself can actually apply to be on that board? Yes. Um, we have not officially started advertising for that. that that'll be the next step. But um, it will not be county or city elected officials, nor will it be anybody from the Habitat Board. Um, we really wanted to keep this group separate um, and, and obviously the dollar separate from the Habitat projects. Um, so we're looking for folks with expertise in title work, banking, architecture, construction, um, all of those, those positions that would have some sort of relation to housing. Absolutely. And I, I've spoken with your fellow commissioners on how this is going to work. People own the home, but the land is owned by the trust, correct? Correct. Which resents All right. Now, what? Go ahead. What are we currently in the development and implementation of this trust? Uh, where are we? Well, we've. we've we're going to get the money. It'll be held in an account by the county to be dispersed by the council. And so as soon as the council has been appointed, they can go to work. And I think, Floyd, you know, the first task once the council's formed is to put an RFP out there to developers to see what kind of projects folks can put forward. And when it comes to a situation like this, you said that apartments may be on the table, but uh, uh, what about like a townhouse type of situation where I own, say, like half of a building? Yes, that twin homes would apply as well. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, it's going to be up to the, you know, uh, the council is going to be looking for ideas. And they'll take applications, and it could be any number of things. But one point I want to make is that the council will be in the driver's seat as far as dispensing funds. In other words, it doesn't come to the commissioners or the city council. The housing council, they'll have full authority to dis approve projects and dispense funds. So it's going to be interesting to see what comes to them and what gets approved. Have there been any ideas put forth as far as to where this will be located? No. It could be located anywhere. I mean, somebody could come in with a, a two-lot subdivision that they want to do somewhere, or somebody could come in with a lot of acreage and a big subdivision. Or There's no particular area that has been designated for this trust to be able to work in. I, Anywhere in Sheridan County. I, and I think, Floyd, 
the key would just be um, proximity to utilities, water, um, potentially sewer, just because you're already bringing your price down if that infrastructure is in place. Mm-hmm. Will there, will there uh, I imagine, some sort of homeowners association type of management uh, to basically oversee the conditions of the property, or is the board going to serve that purpose? That'll be part of Habitat's responsibility, um, and it'll also depend on, you know, what kind of inventory they end up having and how, how fast it grows. Um, but some of the models we looked at did have staff who, who simply did compliance work for those developments. Um, I don't think we're going to get that big that fast, um, but Habitat is looking to staff up to handle some of that work. Okay. Now, I, I know we're still early in the development of this, but have there been discussions on an income limit for potential buyers? You know, that's going to be up to the council as well. Um, Habitat, as you probably know, build homes to that 80% average median income. Um, this is different in that it's more workforce attainable housing, so the board could be looking at 100% or 120% AMI. Um, again, that'll be that'll be up to them. Now, uh, do we have a, a an idea of when uh, those applications may go out for the board? I don't think so. We haven't asked for them yet, but uh, as soon as uh, Habitat has got the trust uh, geared up which they're working on that right now, then all this will start to happen, but I can't give you any specific dates. Hopefully it'll be in the very near future. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have, has the commission heard any pushback as far as the government being involved in land issues like this? Well, i got to tell you, Floyd, I was the first one to be leery about government involvement in housing. You know, I don't think government ought to own land. I don't think we ought to be landlords. But this was a way for the government to not be involved directly by dispensing the funds to the trust. The trust is in the driver's seat and the council. So government is really out of it. So that's why I, that's why I went along with this idea. Um, and mm -hmm. I'm not aware of any pushback we've received. And, Floyd, I, I think... Uh, the nice thing about this organization is that the, because the clock's ticking on those ARPA funds, you know, we, we have about a year and a half to get those spent. Once, that, once we hit that deadline, the city and county are no longer going to be involved. We're simply providing the seed money. So, you know, hopefully the board's able to find additional funding in different places. Um, I'm sure Habitat will be, con you know, helping them fundraise. Um, for the, the land trust dollars, but county and city will no longer be involved at that point. Will there be a, a liaison from the council and the commission on that board? No. No? No. Nope. Wow, that surprises me. Beyond selecting those council members, uh, we are not involved. Well, that's fantastic. I, I, you know, this it really is kind of a hands-off type of deal for the local government, isn't it? You help kick it off, and then you back up. There you go. That's 
way it ought to work. Now, we're coming to the close of the year. What capital projects were uh, completed this year? So we, we had a, a good list of projects, um, you know, really different in scale. Um, for the court, at the courthouse, for example, um, we replaced lighting with LED lights to reduce our utility bills. Uh, we had some plumbing upgrades on the third and fourth floors. The sheriff's office got um, their siding replaced, some doors replaced. Um, public health needed their furnace replaced. Um, district court, uh, we updated the intercom system and updated the, the secured entry. Uh, we purchased an ambulance. Um, and then we, we replaced the roof. I'm sure folks saw that at the Fulmer Public Library. Um, lots of things that just needed to be taken care of that um, we were able to do in fiscal year 22. Now, uh, what would you say was the largest challenge for the commission this year? Ooh, that's a that's a good question. Um, I think nothing seems as bad as it did in 2020 when we were in the middle of COVID. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I I think out of COVID, the ARPA funding for me, it's making sure we're being as thoughtful as possible spending those funds. This brought yeah. on a whole. Yeah. This brought on a whole new concept of, you know, all, first of all, just keeping all the various programs straight is a challenge. You know, an ordinary mortal like me, I can't keep up with them. But Renee Obermuller does, thank God. So, you know, just knowing when you can apply, what you can apply for, and managing all that is a huge effort. Um, and if, if there's anything, I think that's probably been the biggest challenge. And like Christy said, to make sure we don't do anything stupid with the money. You know, make sure that it's well spent, well placed, get the biggest bang for the buck for the community. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot of discussions revolving around those funds uh, probably throughout the year, huh? Right. Uh, continually evolving. It is. You know, one other thing, they, Lord, I, wanted, I wanted to kind of, uh, we've talked about the Brook Street project before, and mm -hmm. several of us have said that we were looking forward to getting a grant from YDOT to do that job called a TAP grant. Well, as it turns out, we failed to get that grant. We didn't get it. But we set some money aside in the anticipation that this could possibly happen. So we're still going to proceed with Brook Street. We have other funds from ARPA we can use. And we'll be going off getting bids here pretty quick, and hopefully we'll get it, uh, get it going this next year. So Brook Street is still going to happen in spite of the fact that we didn't get the grant. You know, you know, did they give you reasons as to why you don't get awarded certain grants, or do they just say, no, it didn't happen? And you just fall off the bottom. I mean, I can't remember the number. that They had like $110 million worth of grants, and they only had like 50 or something. So my, my feeling is from talking to a county engineer that, there were some really big projects out there that needed to be funded, and I think ours probably fell into the noise level as far as scope and necessity goes. So we just fell off. 
But that happens sometimes. You have to expect it. But we had a backup, so we're still going to do Brook Street. And I, I think looking at the projects that were awarded, Floyd, they were, uh, I guess, more purely pedestrian in terms of traffic flow, pathways. Um, you know, people will be able to get um, from one end of the street to the other with this and from the parking lot to the courthouse, but it's not a pure pedestrian project like those other ones. Um, so... So, so, so really, it's a priority a issue. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All when right. we come back with our Sheridan County Commission, this is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM Sheridan. Stand bend or reach. Oh, aching bones and aching joints, they're not just painful, they're noisy. Oh, oh. But seriously, for some, aching joints are debilitating. The specialists at Sheridan Ortho work tirelessly to end your aches and pains. From advanced hand and upper extremity surgery to computer navigated spine surgery to complex sports medicine like hip arthroscopy, you're in good hands. Sheridan Orthopedics, serving Sheridan and the surrounding areas for over 50 years. Visit SheridanOrtho.com. Same day appointments may be available. What would Christmas be without tradition, without the comfort of home, the joy of family, and the smiles of children. Sheridan Media welcomes you to open your heart this year during the 25th annual Christmas Wish Campaign. Due to temporary circumstances beyond their control, some families, friends, and neighbors will struggle to make ends meet, let alone have a Merry Christmas. It is tradition for the Christmas Wish Campaign to bring the spirit of the holidays to those individuals. In the past, we have assisted several people with everything from bills and food to clothing, Christmas trees, and toys for children. Please send your Christmas Wish nominations and donations to P.O. Box 5086 Sheridan or submit them online at SheridanMedia.com as soon as possible. All wishes must be submitted in writing and must include your name and phone number. There are follow-up questions our committee will need to have answered to properly assess each wish. Wishes must be received by Friday, November 25th. Partners for this year's Christmas Wish Campaign are Atlas Chiropractic, First Federal Bank and Trust, Heartland Kubota, Advanced Auto Body, A-Line Roofing and Exteriors, Wyoming Corporate Office, and Odell Construction. Is Wyoming Corporate Office your one-stop shop for everything you need for your Wyoming-based business, LLC, or corporation formulation? Yes. Service of process and mail forwarding services? Indeed. Fulfill the legal requirements for small businesses based in Wyoming? Absolutely. Wyoming Corporate Office provides the communication between your business and the state, so you don't have to. Learn more by visiting wyomingcorporateoffice.com today. Wrap Plumbing and Heating has been serving Sheridan since 2010. With all these years of experience, you can rely on them to handle all of your plumbing and heating needs. From new construction to remodels, repairs of existing systems to retrofitting, Wrap Plumbing and Heating can do it all. They are professional, clean, and courteous. Call 429-1196 for all your plumbing or heating needs. As we like to say, if you find a leak, let Dan take a peek. Hey there, listeners. I'm every over-enthusiastic radio announcer ever. And if you think that's enthusiastic, then you need to check out Best Real Estate because we are enthusiastic about selling properties. So if you or someone you know is looking to buy or sell, we are your go-to real estate team. 
Call us at 675-BEST or visit our website at bestwy.net for all of your real estate needs. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. I'm Floyd Whiting. This morning, I'm over in Buffalo. As the roads were closed, uh, it seems like they're open now. I've been checking on it throughout the show. But, uh, folks, I would say, you know, it's probably one of those situations where if you don't need to travel on them, probably a good idea to stay put where you're at. And also this morning, I'm joined by phone by the Sheridan County Commissioners, Christy Haswell and Tom Ringley. We've been discussing some of the projects that were completed by the county this year. Uh, we also discussed a little bit of uh, about Brook Street and some of the funding challenges that the county actually has to face as they look to get some things done. Now, going forward, talking about things that still need to be done, Commissioners, can you tell me a little bit about some upcoming projects that are planned for this next year? Well, Floyd, one is our new coroner's office and morgue building uh, down by the sheriff's office. That's If you go down there, you can see they've got it all fenced off, and they're starting to do compaction testing. So we're looking to get that going here pretty soon. And, by the way, that's just another initiative on our part. It's going to be kind of a regional thing. That, that could bring some income to uh, the community if people use that service from other counties because – uh, people that can do autopsies are in short supply in Wyoming in general. And Wyoming is looking at forming kind of a regional system, you know, where to support uh, the business of uh, dealing with autopsies and whatever. So we're kind of lead to fleet on that. We're we're getting something going here. So we're we're kind of ahead of the wave, I think. And I think it's called helping ourselves rather than waiting on somebody else just like the empath unit at the hospital. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I was kind of I was surprised that Sheridan didn't have their own Morgan Corners office uh, when I when I got over there, just having a city of that size. But I guess it's it's not uncommon in Wyoming, is it? No, it's not. In fact, for generations we relied on funeral homes to uh, provide facilities for that. We're kind of getting away from that. This uh, first step in doing that, have an independent uh, facility that the county coroner can operate out of, and we can perform autopsies. Now, uh, just real quick, if you can remember right off the top of your head, where did funding for this project come from? Uh, this was ARPA funding as well. Oh, so this is one of those big bang for your buck things. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, uh, we've got some uh, old courthouse renovations. Uh, what needs to be done to our courthouse? So, um, you know, just as the years have passed, there's been settling and drainage issues, um, you know, the brick and, and mortar weathering. So um, we're going to be taking care of uh, the, the old jail and renovating that area. Um, and then, you know, upgrading first floor entry doors and windows. Um, there's also some work here. I'm just looking. Um, 
We have a backup generator project that's going to happen with that um, as part of that Gre Brooks Street green space project as well. Um, so it's going to include interior renovation of the old jail, um, as I mentioned, a, a, another backup generator, uh, and then an exterior paving project, um, again with the Brook Street project to help with drainage. So and when it comes to that, people might ahead, wonder sir. why we're renovating the old jail. Well, the old jail is where the justice office is composed, so that's that's mm -hmm. what that's used for now. So we're not really renovating the jail; we're renovating the old jail building, which houses the justice office. So we're going to kind of update that from a jail type uh, environment to something more uh, office professional. Well, it is it is uh, office now. In fact, it, the sheriff used to live there, so it's a series of rooms and everything. And they're just going to renovate all that, put new windows in, et cetera, make it a bit better place for those people to work in. And really, we're kind of stretching the use of our courthouse, aren't we? Well, um, stretching our use. Well, there's a lot of stuff going on, if that's what you mean. We're trying to keep up with it. When it comes to that Brook Street green space, uh, do we have a shovel-in-the-ground date on that? Uh, no, we do not. So we're, we're hoping um, that we'll be advertising bids soon, Floyd, and that 80 to 90% of the work will be completed in 2023, and then, and then we'll be finishing the remaining landscaping um, and some other items in the spring of 2024. I think the public's really going to like seeing that uh, area transform um, into into a green space that everybody can use. As of right now, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, road and bridge equipment. Are we going to be doing some updating? Yes. Exciting for them. They'll be getting some uh, new motor graders and uh, replacing some vehicles. We just took delivery of one, didn't we? Mm -hmm. We just took delivery of a new grader. Now that's got to be a pretty expensive piece of equipment. Uh, you were going to ask me how much, right? Uh, <laughs> I want to say, I, I say anywhere from two hundred to two hundred fifty thousand for those those big blades. Right. We do at least. Wow. wow. We do at least purchase arrangements. So yeah, it's expensive stuff, but um, you got to have it. Got to give your people the right tools to do the job. When it comes to that department, are the, the do the department heads uh, plan? like a lifespan for this equipment and try to replace maybe one every other year or one every five years? Yes. We, we see that spreadsheet every budget season. And uh, what do they project as the next purchase after this blade? Uh, I, do, I, I don't. I don't have that in front of me. I, I haven't the foggiest idea. All the, but I know that, like Chrissy said, there's a very detailed plan, and we look at it every year when we're doing the budget. So. And and that would include roads on the schedule. Right. Um, 
all of our roads were crack sealed in 2021 and then chip sealed this last summer. Um, so they're in really good shape, but there is a, a timeline on the life of those roads, and so those get put into the rotation as well as the roads that get meg chloride. Um, I, I would note, too, um, we did pave about 2,400 feet on Upper Road as a part of that um, Fox, I think it's Fox Hollow. Fox Hollow. Yeah, as part of that new subdivision, it was getting pretty beat up, but it was a 50-50 cost share with the developer. So uh, much much needed pavement up there. But, but yeah, it's all on the calendar and in a rotation. Now, ma'am, uh, you said you've got a quick announcement about some open positions on some boards. We do. We just wanted to let folks know that we're looking for nominations uh, for three director positions on the Sheridan County Weed and Pest District Board of Directors, and those positions are for areas three, six, and seven. Um, it's a four-year term, um, and they can apply here at the office. We have information online. Um, those those districts, um, three is west of, of Sheridan, uh, Six is kind of between Wyarno and Alm on the east side, and then seven is the far eastern portion of the county. But we'd, we'd love for folks to get applications in if they're interested in the Weed and Pest Board. And those are open now. They can apply today. Correct. And they will close on the 24th and 25th. Oh, is that right? No, that was just our courthouse closures. Oh. Just just wanted to let folks know we're closed November 24th and 25th. All right. Now, uh, are you guys going to be doing anything exciting for uh, Thanksgiving? You sticking around? You traveling this year? Oh, I'm sticking around. We have a hockey tournament in Denver, so the, the family will be on the road and enjoying turkey in a restaurant somewhere down there. <laughs> gonna have to, gonna have to find a restaurant uh, that actually offers a turkey dinner, man. There's more than you would imagine, actually. <laughs> well, I want to thank you both for coming on the show this morning. It's always a pleasure. Thanks, Floyd. Thank you. Okay, thanks, Floyd. Later. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 9:30 KROE and 103.9 FM. Shared it. This is Dan Marshall with Captain Clean. While dirty ductwork and carpet doesn't necessarily mean unhealthy air in your home, school, or workplace, they may be contributing to larger health issues or harboring contaminants that could cause serious problems for people with respiratory health conditions, autoimmune disorders, or environmental allergies. Call Captain Clean today for your free HVAC and free carpet cleaning estimate. It's 100% free. Captain Clean, 672-0726. Affordable choices for healthy living. How about a change in color and look for your home? Hi, Kurt Smith here for the Sheridan Commercial Company. Our paint shop has so much to offer when it comes to painting. We have the latest in computer color matching with color choices or choose from over 2,000 colors in our color center. We are continuing our paint sale, so come on down and take advantage of the quality True Value and PPG paints. Great paint, great store. The Sheridan Commercial Company at 303 Broadway. Since 1892, open seven days a week. I'm here today with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Tommy, hi. How do you feel about pancakes? I love pancakes. Well, then I've got good news for you. We're kicking off Black Friday with a pancake breakfast from 7 to 9, and it's only $5 a plate. Oh, that's exciting. But wait, there's more. We will have a live auction at 9.30 a.m. with Cars and Power Sports starting at only $500. It is Black Friday. But wait, Tommy, there's actually more. 
We partner with local businesses to give attendees a coupon book to keep your Black Friday shopping local. We'll kick off your Black Friday at Sheridan Honda. Are you facing foreclosure or pre-foreclosure and you don't know what to do? Do you want to still be able to walk away with some equity before you lose your property? Wire Innovation is here to help. Wire Innovation will come to your home, evaluate the value, and make your cash offer with minimal bank involvement. You can avoid the foreclosure process, keep your record clean, and walk away with some equity. Find out more at wirerenovation.com or find them on Facebook. There aren't many faces people are excited to see first thing in the morning before they've even had their coffee. But the McDonald's drive through workers who take your order on the way to work have almost all of those faces. Get your $1 any size hot coffee with caramel paired with a sausage McMuffin. Right now, buy one sausage McMuffin and get another one for just a dollar. Price and participation may vary. Valid for item of equal or lesser value cannot be combined with any other offer. Kick off the holiday season with Sheridan's 27th annual Christmas Stroll, Friday, November 25th. We'll stroll all day from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Main Street and Grinnell will close from 4 to 8 for evening festivities. Visit Santa at the Wyo Theater from 11 to 1 and 4.30 to 7.30. Look for matching button numbers and get caught shopping all day. For details, visit SheridanWyomingChamber.org. Christmas Stroll is brought to you by Visionary Broadband, Bank of the West, Century 21 BHK Realty, Sheridan Motor, and Wyo Theater. What would Christmas be without tradition? Without the comfort of home, the joy of family, and the smiles of children? Sheridan Media welcomes you to open your heart this year during the 25th Annual Christmas Wish Campaign. Due to temporary circumstances beyond their control, some families, friends, and neighbors will struggle to make ends meet, let alone have a Merry Christmas. It is tradition for the Christmas Wish Campaign to bring the spirit of the holidays to those individuals. In the past, we have assisted several people with everything from bills to food, clothing, Christmas trees, and toys for children. Please send your Christmas wish nominations and donations to P.O. Box 5086 Sheridan or submit them online at SheridanMedia.com as soon as possible. All wishes must be submitted in writing and must include your name and phone number. There are follow-up questions our committee will need to have answered to properly assess each wish. Wishes must be received by Friday, November 25th. Partners for this year's Christmas wish campaign are Atlas Chiropractic, First Federal Bank and Trust, Heartland Kubota, Advanced Auto Body, A-Line Roofing and Exteriors, Wyoming Corporate Office, and Odell Construction. 103.9 FM is News Talk 930, KROE, Sheridan. KROE.